Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one storied page of Talmud every day. And today, on Kiddushin 81, the penultimate page of our tractate, I want to tell you a story. Or rather, the Talmud wants me to tell you a story. It's a long one, and it's a little bit gross. Okay, it's really gross. But the lesson it teaches us is vital and oh so timely. I promise. Ready? Here we go. The sage Palemu, the Talmud tells us, had the habit to say every day, an arrow in the eye of Satan, mocking the temptations of the evil inclination. One day, it was the eve of Yom Kippur, and Satan appeared to him as a pauper who came and called him to the door, requesting alms. Palemu brought out bread to him. Satan said to him, On a day like today, everyone is inside eating, and shall I stand outside and eat? Palemu brought him inside and gave him bread. He said to him, On a day like today, everyone is sitting at the table, and shall I sit by myself? They brought him and sat him at the table. He, meaning Satan, was sitting and had covered himself with boils and pus, and he was doing repulsive things at the table. Palemus said to the pauper, who is really Satan, Sit properly and do not act in a revolting manner. Satan then said to him, Give me a cup. They gave him a cup. He, meaning Satan, coughed up his phlegm and spat it into the cup. They berated him for acting this way, at which point Satan pretended to sink down and die. They heard people around them saying, Palemu killed a man! Palemu killed a man! Palemu fled and hid himself in the bathroom. Satan followed him and fell before him. Upon seeing that Palemu was suffering, he revealed himself to him. Satan said to him, meaning to Palemu, What is the reason that you spoke this way, provoking me by saying an arrow in the eye of Satan? He, meaning Palemu, replied, But what then should I say? Satan said to him, Let the master, i.e. Palemu, say, Let the merciful one rebuke the Satan. What are we to learn from the misadventures of poor Palemu? Earlier on in the Duff, we read stories of Satan taunting and tempting other wise men in hilarious ways. To Rabbi Meir, for example, Satan appears as a gorgeous woman standing on the other side of the river. And just as the rabbi improvises a rope bridge contraption thingy and makes his way halfway across the river, Satan reveals the ruse. He's even meaner to Rabbi Akiva, appearing again as a gorgeous woman, but this time atop a palm tree, forcing the elderly sage to climb halfway up in his state of lust before the big and embarrassing reveal. But Palemu isn't fooled, or at least he's not entirely fooled. He does his best to keep his cool and do the right thing. So why then is he lumped together with these other stories of righteous men behaving badly? What really did he do that was all that wrong? To answer these questions, we need to depart for just a minute from the world of the Talmud and return, sadly, begrudgingly, to our own ailing one. Witnessing the barbaric Hamas massacre of October 7th, many of us felt many things. We felt heartbroken and shocked by so many dead and so many kidnapped. We felt rage at the inhumanity shown by the terrorists Sure, but we also felt something else, 
again and again and again, even those of us who know very little or next to nothing about military intelligence and high-tech surveillance, asked a simple and searing question. How could this happen? How could the IDF, by every objective account, one of the world's finest armies, be caught so unaware? There are many concrete and grim answers to this question, and I suspect we'll learn many of them once the war is over and inquiries into the catastrophe have begun. But there's also a pretty good spiritual answer, one that brings us right back to poor Palemu. It's simply this, hubris. Palemu wasn't irresponsible, and he was no fool. He tried to do his best when faced with a very difficult situation, a rogue devil disrupting his routine on the eve of the holiest day of the year. At every turn, he made what appears to be the right call. Feed the hungry man, invite him in, seat him at the table. But he didn't let his faith shine through. He was addressing what was clearly becoming an escalating crisis, relying on nothing but his own might. And when we do that in ancient Talmudic times or in modern warfare, we will stumble and we will fall. None of this is to say that we ought to surrender, to throw our hands up in the air and beg God to take the wheel. That would be an even greater folly. But when we begin every interaction by letting the merciful one in, we suddenly remember some pressing things we're otherwise prone to forget. We remember, for example, that our enemies, as contained and manageable as we may believe them to be, have a terrible and irrepressible appetite for destruction, and that failing to respect their commitment to wage war on us is a lethal mistake. We remember, too, that as righteous and wealthy and well-meaning and well-prepared as we may think we are, we're merely actors on the world stage, never the playwrights. We may be ready, but we're never truly in control. When we forget that, we're doomed to meet Satan again and again and again. When we remember that, we thrive. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're really going to love the book I wrote. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book, and it's coming out in just a few short weeks. You could pre-order it now at your local bookstores directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is a smile. Once you've pre-ordered the book, take a picture of your receipt, just a snap on your phone would do, and follow the instructions at tabletm.ag slash pre-order. That's tabletm, like Mary, dot ag slash pre-order. Then you will be invited to an exclusive star-studded virtual book launch event and get all sorts of other pleasant surprises. As always, please go and rate and review. Take one on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. 
Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnik, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little more Talmudic.